0: So, the title of my message is, uh, I must move so he can move. Mm -hmm. I I must move so he can move. So I'm going to give you some examples using my life as a reference about how I had to move so that he could operate and do the things that he wants to do in me. So one thing was, I've already, y'all know that I'm in the military. So I was a platoon sergeant. Um, I've shared this story before when I was about to deploy. And as a platoon sergeant, you are a leader. It's kind of like a, a manager, of a leader, a group of people. Certain group for that specific job. And so I was not... <laughs> I was involuntold, I guess I should say, you know, just to be in this position. And taking that position, I was the highest ranking person. And in that group there were a lot of men who have been overseas before, who've seen war, who know the experience. And here I am, this leader, this female who's young, who's never deployed, given the task to train these men. And so here I am thinking, you know, I was, I wanted to move from, I'm originally from Maryland, coming to North Carolina, um, thinking that, you know, I just, I just want to deploy, I just want to have the experience so I can help other soldiers, and God was like, no, that's, that's not what we're going to do here. You know, I like to be behind the scenes, and so through that experience, um, I I had to move and be in that position because he taught me how to be a leader and how to trust in him because I did not have the experience that my fellow soldiers had, um, and I had to lead them. So I had no choice but to trust God because I didn't know what I was doing. And in that, he taught me how to be a leader and, and how to take initiative and how to trust him. So I had to move to be in that position so that he could show me what I had inside of me and, and to be that leader. And not just that, moving to North Carolina to prepare to deploy and lead in these troops, um, I was able to meet my husband. That's where we met in North Carolina. And in that, being married, you know, we, was in, uh, we met in Durham at a church serving and from Durham, we moved to Charlotte. God told both of of us, you know, it was time to to move. So we moved to Charlotte. And then in that, there were several things that happened. Um, We've lost our, I'll call it our matriarchs of our families. And I lost my mother. And so in that, in this move, you know, with this position, things are happening. um, God had to show me who he was in those moments, in those transitions. Um, When I was married, when we moved to help start a church, and and things changed from that to being here. And and just to backtrack with my husband, him being the anchor that I needed in that moment when I lost my mother, and when we lost our, our grandmothers. So in those moments, I had to move so that he could move through me and show me what I had in me what he has for us, for me and my husband and my family, and why we're here at Ayers Christian Church. So that was my, you know, example. But I want to take you to further in the Bible of showing you how these particular people had to move so that he could move through them to show them who he is as God and how powerful he is and how he can take the least of us and use us to do great things. So let's take a trip to Judges, chapter 6. So, in and give you a little backstory about Judges, Uh, Judges was in a transition time. Well, not I should say transition time, but it was during the time after, um, I want to say, Joshua. It was uh, when Joshua had passed, and then there was no other leaders, and everyone became, wanted to do their own thing. And uh, so God had to raise several judges and leaders to help them. So it was kind of like a cycle. You know, you fall, you're doing your own thing, sinning. God sends some foreign adversaries to come and conquer, crying for help. And then he, send, he raises up a judge. You know, we overcome it's good. Then we go back to doing our own thing. That's what happened. So that's what happened in Judges. So we're going to talk about in uh, chapter six, verse 11, about a man named Gideon. All right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to read some scriptures and I'm going to summarize some of it because I want you to get how he had to move so God could move. If you don't know the story. So verse 11, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Orpherah that belonged to Joash, I may pronounce this, but I apologize, Uh, the Abizzerite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. In verse 13, he says, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, and I'm just going to summarize this part, you know, Here, the angel of the Lord is already speaking who he is, that what's already in him. And he's just like, okay, wait a minute. Pardon me, but this stuff, I've heard all this stuff of how God raised us up from Egypt, did all these wondrous miracles. Where is he at now? Okay? So let's go to verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? So then he said, okay, pardon me, excuse me, please, uh, hold on a second, all right? I'm from the least of the tribe, you know, just the complaining, just like, um, you know, what we heard yesterday about Habakkuk, just complaining, okay? But it wasn't a whole chapter, y'all, it was a couple verses, okay? So give Gideon a minute, all right? So, you know, he complains, I'm the least of these. All right. And then, verse 16, the Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alone. So, as you can see in the transition, you know, about how he needed him to move. He's like, I need you to do this and I'm going to be with you so that he could show the people that he is still God. He is still present in their lives, right? So he said, I'm with you. And then Gideon, now he, he changes his conversation, okay? So then we jump into um, with verses 36 through 40 and we're talking in the same chapter. You know, now he says, okay, and we can all attest to this. And if not, I will attest to this. When God tells you, he gives you an assignment, and then, you know, back and forth. Okay, God, you sure? You want me to do this? Okay, you got me? All right. All right, hold on. Before I go into this purpose and what you have for me, I need you to show me some confirmation that I'm moving in the right direction. I need, to show, I need you to show me a sign that this is you. And so that's what Gideon did with the fleece. Do on the fleas, do on the ground, things like that. Okay, so that was in verses 36 through 40. But then when we get to chapter seven, okay, um, he had a great army with him, Gideon. He had a great army, but God knew if you conquer and win this battle, y'all gonna say it was it was us that did it. So God had to, in that move, show Himself. You know, and show people who God is, even to those foreign adversaries. So he did, if, as you go through the chapter, as you go through the verses, he did different things to reduce the number to about 300. And then after that, as we call in, in the military terms, D-Day, before D-Day, or when the action of the war was about to happen, you know, he said, look, okay, I'm giving them into your hands, but if you are afraid, let me show you one more thing to show you that I've given them into your hands. And so he did. And one he, he went through the camp, snuck through, and he heard one of the adversaries talk about a dream that they had. And basically, it was kind of a dream of how Gideon was going to conquer and, and take all of them out, just like God said. And so all that to say is in, when God gives you that calling and it's time to move, it's okay. It's okay to be like, okay, are you sure? I, show me a confirmation. Like we, we like to say that. A confirmation that I'm making the right move and I'm moving in the right direction. All right? And, and, and in that, he can also, because he knows us, he said, just in case you're a little afraid, you're a little doubtful, let me give you some confirmation again. Isn't that amazing about God? So in the direction and in the path that you're going on, when God is showing you your purpose and and the direction that you're going, he provides confirmations. And it's okay to ask for confirmations because this is is what he has for us. Okay? All right. So we, we, we talked about Gideon, and we all can relate to Gideon. But what about his situations when you know that you have to move, but this situation is, uh, is, is challenging, it's difficult. And in that, you still have to move. So there are times when you can be placed in those, I, I call those involuntary situations. You didn't ask for it, but it happened. But this is all a part of God's purpose and God's plan. Pastor Mel was talking about that, about those treasures in the darkness, those dark moments. So one example i like to give about was with Joseph, you know. And in those times, he was a righteous man. But he was sold into, sold into slavery by his brothers, by his own family. But guess what? In the midst of that, God was with him. And he had favor. So he, 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 was, he was sold into slavery, moved into Potiphar's house, had favor there. And then he was accused of rape. And then he got sent to prison. That is not something you should take lightly on your character, a defamation of his character. And he was sent to prison. But God was with him. He was still moving. Why? Because God had a bigger plan for him. There were some things he had to go through to be prepared for what he had for him. All right. So in that, he lifted him up. Okay. He made favor. God gave him favor in the prison. All right. And he was there for a little bit too. And then as you can see, he was moved up to be kind of like the second, second in command because he had favor. But those were situations that he didn't He didn't ask to be placed. He just told a dream, and this is what happened. Or what about, like for my instance, my story that I gave you when I lost my mother, or your stories, when you're placed in these traumatic situations and you feel stuck. But in those moments, that's when God still wants you to move. You got to move. And he's going to give you what you need because he said, I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you have two people. And our our lives and your lives to show you in those moves to your purpose, to the plan that God has for you, that he is with us always. He is with us. So when you move or when we move, because we're all moving, right? We can't stay stagnant. We got to keep moving. The question I pose, and I, I mentioned this earlier, is, well, how do you know that you're moving in the right direction? You know? So it first, how you know you're moving is of course God 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 told you. If, if you do these things, seeking him first. All right? If you're seeking him first, you know if you're moving in the, the right direction. Okay? When you're seeking him. Through prayer, through his word, or as Pastor Keith was saying in his messages, being in his presence, being in his presence. Because in this move, no matter what situation we're in, we have to get these tools that we need, you know? We have to get the tools that we need and acquire for who we need to reach and through our purpose. So we got to seek him first for guidance, for direction, for instructions, for everything just for everything. Another thing of how do you know you're moving in the, the right direction? Because you've got to know that your move has a purpose. Your move has a purpose. So Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to bring you hope in the future, to bring you an expected end. All right? Psalms 37, 23 through 24. I have to look at my other Bible. I have two Bibles for those who are on the line. Certain scriptures speak out better in certain versions. But uh, what did I say? Psalms. Psalms 37, verses 23 and 24. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his ways. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. So when I said, know that your move has a purpose when you have a relationship with God, your steps are ordered and they have a purpose. They are already established. So that is why, going back to the first one, how do you know you're moving in the right direction? You gotta seek them first because your steps are already ordered. Does that make sense? For those on the line, people are responding back to me if you hear silence, so. (laughs) Just wanted to let you you know. Uh, Second one is, (laughs) 1 Peter 2 9. Knowing that your move has a purpose. So 1 Peter 2 9. Bear with me one second. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence, the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So how do you know that you're making the right move and knowing that it has a purpose? You are a royal priesthood. And because your royalty I know if I know I'm See, I'm not just going to sit and hide. I'm going to show. Because God delivered you out of darkness. Everybody has a testimony of how God delivered them. So that is why your move has a purpose, because he called you out of darkness. Does that make sense? He called you out of darkness. So that's why you got to keep moving, because he called you, and he's trying to call other people. And because he called you, he needs you to call other people into the marvelous light. So another one is Ephesians 2.10. This all falls, the verses that I've given, was how do you know that your move has a purpose? So Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in in advance for us to do. He's prepared it in advance for us to do. So that is why your move has a purpose, because he prepared it already. Just got to get to it. So how do you get to it? You got to move. You hear what I'm saying? You got to move. That is why we have to move, because he's already prepared it in advance. we got to get to it. So we talked about how when we must move so that he can move, and how do you know you're moving in the right direction. We talked about knowing that your move has a purpose. So sometimes, and this is not taken away, you always seek God first. But sometimes in our move, we need some help. You know, sometimes things will look a little difficult, um, so that's where that uh, wise counsel comes in. You know? Because God knows we, we are we're natural human beings, and sometimes we need to just talk to somebody. It's just like in your jobs. you know, if you have a goal that you want to get to, or you want that position, you have a mentor. And because they've been where you are, they can provide guidance to say, hey, maybe you need to take these classes, or maybe you need to try this. They help you network and connect you to get to where you need to go. That's how it is in our move and in our walk and in our purpose. We need to have wise counsel. So let's look at Proverbs 11, 14. Because I'm not just making this up. I just want you to see it in the word for itself. Everything I'm speaking is right in the word. So Proverbs 11:14: "Where there is no guidance, people falls, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So in your move, there are times where you might fall short, you might get distracted, you might get discouraged. And that's where that wise counsel comes in, because, because in that they help get you on track. Um, think about David. We talk about David a lot, you know. In the beginning, he had Samuel. You know, every person had some type of prophet, a leader to help them. David had Samuel. Barak had Deborah. If you don't know, it's in the Book of Judges. You know, Deborah was a prophetess to help him. You know, to help. You know, uh, the Israelites, God's chosen people, conquered more foreign adversaries. So she was right there. Um, and the disciples had Jesus. Timothy had Paul. We have Pastor Mel and Pastor Keith. Wise counsel. It's, it, it can be challenging in this move. You know, And I know plenty of you have already kind of seen where God wants you to be, and it's like, whoa, it's a little intimidating. I don't don't know if I could do that. But that's why he gives us this wise counsel to encourage us. You can do it. Keep doing it. Keep at it. Then we have our brothers and sisters in Christ that pray for us, encourage us along the way. I want to give you this quote um, by Dr. Martin Luther King. He said, Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. So, some of us, like I said, have been given that vision that God has shown us the whole spectrum. And some of us is just like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so, that is why I gave you these tools. You gotta seek them first. You gotta seek them first because when you seek Him, or as Pastor Keith was saying, when you're in his presence, oh, you get that revelation. You get that confirmation. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you, leading you and guiding you. And then, if you don't see the whole picture, just know that you got a purpose. You have a purpose. It's already pre-planned for you. It's already in advance. Your royal priesthood, you're already chosen. You're created to do good works. That's why you got to move. Because people need to see it. We already see, a lot of us don't even want to watch the news. You know, just like turn it off. Because there's so much negativity. Every time you hear something, it's negativity. So we need to be that light. And do good works. If nothing else. You know, um, at my job... uh, my coworkers were telling me about a uh, power lunch at another church that they would have on the weekdays and people would come from work and just go hear a few words, you know, Eat Together Fellowship and uh, you know, just listen to some words of encouragement. And so one particular speaker, he was just talking about uh, how we can make change within our community, especially in the city of Charlotte. And so, you know, he said, you know, a lot of times he's like, I don't, I don't know what I'm called to do. I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know what my talents are. You know, how do I do, you know. And he said, it's just it's right here at your feet. You can start inside your home. You can start in your jobs, just serving, just being available, you know. And in that, your gifts come. And let me tell you, I can attest to that because there was a point when I moved to North Carolina when I was in Durham, I was unemployed, and I'm just like, this is, this is not cool, you know? What do I do? So I just continued to seek God in that time, and I was seeking him heavenly, and I said, you know what? I'm not too far from a church. Let me go up there and volunteer, you know? And in that, I was getting poured into pouring out, serving, and then things just started happening. And, and that's what you need to do. Sometimes that's all you need to do. Hey, let's just volunteer somewhere. And you never know what door opens from that. So don't, don't stress yourself trying to find out, you know, okay, he told me to move, but I don't know what to do, you know, or I don't know my gifts. You just, just move and just serve. Because you are created to do good works. It is in you. It is in you. And you see around you. You know, sometimes you're like, I just, there's too much but people need some positivity. So doing those good works is a start. It's a move. So so let me rewind. Let's review. So in order for God, because at the end of the day, it's about God showing himself and, and, and calling his children that are in the darkness into the light, right? So in order for for, for that to take place and for his kingdom to grow, we as his children must move so that he can move through us and do his works. Oh, he can't, he can't do it without us, y'all. But that's not what he wants. That's not a relationship. That's not how we know who God is. All we're going to know is, oh, well, I ain't going to do it because I know God got it. Yeah, I got it, but I want to use you so I can reach these other people. It's about that Relationship. You know, you know. a lot of times some of us as parents or aunties or teachers or whatever, you know, we, we, sometimes we, we tell our kids or tell someone, hey, you know how to do this. It could be a task. You know how to do the task. But you want them to learn. You want them to learn so that they can have the confidence in themselves. You know, because if you do it, they're going to depend on you and not... You know, and, and not want to learn and grow. God wants us to depend on him, but he also wants us to be able to have faith and move forward. Okay? So, so in this move, we got to seek him. We got to seek him. We got to seek him first. And then knowing that your move has a purpose. So let that resonate with you. My move has a purpose My move has a purpose. And in that move, you got to seek wise counsel. Because, like you said, safety is in the midst of wise counsel. It's safety. We all know that, you know, growing up, there's rules and regulations. And we say regulations a lot because of the military. But there's books telling you what you can and cannot do, especially for your jobs, your specific tasks. They give you rules. Because there's safety. So you won't get locked up if you're doing something fraudulent or you're hurting yourself. The safety. So in your walk, just know you need to have that safety. We can't do it on our own. We need help. There are people, like our pastors, that have been where we are, that have been called to lead. So let's trust in them. They are here for us. You see it. They, they help us, and this you know, you know, God speaks with them. They take a lot of time being in God's presence, so there's nothing we can't hide. So, it, but we need that. Sometimes you need that truth. So, you know, all, to wrap this all up, you know, we have to move so that he can move in us. He wants, to, he wants to show himself strong. He wants to show who he is. And he wants to call his children out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And we have been called out of that, so we have no choice but to do, but to move, but to grab our fellow brothers and sisters and bring them into the light. We have to move. So with that, that is my time. Thank you.